Welcome to another episode of Buckets and Breakdowns, brought to you by the good folks at Ballers Life and also the Nissan Fan Cave. During March Madness, we got this exclusive episode with Jordan Sutherland, AKA the One Foot God. How's everybody doing out there? We out here in Indianapolis doing some amazing stuff for March Madness with Nissan and Ballers Life. Got some crazy dunk show about to happen now. We're gonna get into a little information about me and a little insight on the dunk game on this podcast today. Yes, sir, man. That's, that was probably the best intro I've had, you know? <laughs> so let's get right to it, man. Um, first off, man, like, what was your first dunk? You remember your first dunk? Remember the gym, I remember the moment, I remember the shoes. So I had, I was 13 years old, I wore a size 10 and a half at the time. Whoa, wait, wait, 13? 13, about five, six, 87 pounds, about a six, seven wingspan. Jeez. Uh, I had bounced since six, I touched the rim for the first time in sixth grade. So like I just my dad was like back in that old uh, David Thompson era mm-hmm. like like he was a high flyer like the five ten high flyer okay. from back then so it's kind of naturally in me and I got my height from my granddad later on but yeah thirteen five six Ron Anderson gym I had some Reebok pumps on oh, man. they were about a size thirteen I wear a ten so I'm pumping them pumping them pumping them up so they can get tight on my feet we in the game I go baseline my dad always told me your first dunk. Treat it like a finger roll and just turn your hand over. Mm. So I go up like this. I put two hands on the ball. I'll grab the rim. I'm swinging. I'm swinging crazy. Try to go dunk the very next play, twisting my ankle. Uh. I ain't dunk again for like a year. But that was like my first dunk. Like I always remember that experience. Like I was like, yo, I'm never not dunking from this point on. Man. After that, it was over with. See, some of you, you young kids, you know, you're trying to get rim grazers right now, right? See, that's that's the advice right there. You go for a finger roll, just turn, turn it. Right? Turn your hand over. That's it. Just start off with the basics. Learn how to do your layups from all sides, and then when you get to a point where your layups are so comfortable, you'll learn the mechanics of how to jump. That's what people don't understand, mm. especially when it comes to jumping off one foot. Because when it comes to two foot, it's just more natural for people to just go straight up, straight down. But off one foot, it's more mechanics that go into it mm. that people don't apply to their dunks. So they just look at it like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, you know how to do a right hand layup, right? You go off left foot, right hand. Just keep getting that motion until eventually you turn over. And uh, then you end up dunking. You just learn your body and you learn how to jump. And that's just how I did it. That's what's up. So that was going to be one of my next questions. Uh, you know, you were able to have some genetics that gave you your advantage. But what is some of the stuff that you actually had to work on? How much is, you know, technique or... Um, what kind of strength training? Like, what do you have to do to develop that leg? Because I was a two-foot guy, but that one leg, I couldn't do the one. I wish I'd have known you back then. I was I was a rim grazer up until my senior year. Until I started doing high jump in uh, my senior year of high school, I was a rim grazer. Really? I did high jump when I started doing plyometrics, and, like, that's the box jumps, mm-hmm. uh, jump squats up hills, bear crawls up hills. Just, we did no weights. We did everything natural body weight. Okay. So we retained that muscle, and we retained, like, our muscles retained those movements more. So when we got into the situation of doing high jump or doing long jump or whatever events we were doing, it felt more natural. It didn't feel like we were doing like weighted workouts. Like it didn't feel like our motions were coming from something like some squat weighted, weighted squats and whatnot. And I just took that into my training when I became ended up becoming a dunker. I was like, yo, I'm still gonna do a lot of natural body weight, a lot of natural body weight stuff. I stretch six times a day, a lot of yoga's involved. Then like that's like all the aspects that go into like staying healthy to be able to dunk because I do a lot of events like I'm, I'm getting booked a lot right now 
And even in the pandemic, we staying COVID free, staying safe and just doing all these events. It's, it's hard to work out. It's hard to get your stretches in between. So you just have to stay committed to your own health. You got to stay committed to yourself because you are your, like you're on your own contract in the dunk game. Like everything is your season. Every part of the year is your season and your own your own your own seasonal contract. So you got to protect yourself during that. Just like how LeBron would go do all his icing and he spends millions of dollars. You got to spend all the money you can on treating yourself. Man, that, that, that brings up to another question that I wanted to ask you. Uh, basically, do you remember your first competitive dunk contest? <laughs> How did it go compared to where you are now in the dunking world? So, I'll say my first competitive dunk contest, and I'll say my first real dunk contest, because my first real contest was actually here in Indiana, so oh, that's wow. a crazy story. Okay. So my first ever dunk contest, like real dunk contest, or competing against somebody, was my junior year of high school. We had, a, uh, we had an all-boys lock-in at my high school for a youth club that they had where we did a basketball lock-in. You did 2K, you played Madden all night, you just had fun, played basketball all night with the guys at the school. They ended up doing the dunk contest, and like I said, I was a rim grazer. But at the time, I'm like, I'm a junior, I'm not on the basketball team. Like, this is going to be my opportunity to shine, like, it shows to people what I can do. I go up there, I end up getting second place, but from there on, like, I always loved that feeling like the dunk contest competitiveness because I al I've always been a competitor, and especially when I hoop, so that just brought back that fire in me. And then my first real contest was a Sprite Slam Dunk Showdown, August 15, 2014, Indiana, right here, Indianapolis, Indiana, at the State Fair, like not too far down the street. Um, Daryl Dawkins happened to be one of the judges, rest in peace, and he's actually the first NBA player, rapper, anybody, like any celebrity to tell me that I can make it in the dunk game. Chocolate he's, Thunder. Yeah, because Chocolate Thunder, he realized I was more than a dunker. He saw my personality. He saw that I, I could get on camera and I can talk and I wasn't shy and I, and I was comfortable. And he was like, no, besides being a dunker, being a basketball player, you're a personality. Like, I'm Daryl Dawkins, but if I wasn't Chocolate Thunder, I wouldn't still get the gigs and all the stuff I did. Like, I did my dunks, my game spoke for me, but then I spoke for myself. And he was like, you have that type of talent. And from that moment on, I was like, yo, I'm doing dunks. Like, I'm gonna be a professional dunker. And I just went full head of steam after that. Man, that, that makes a lot of sense, man. And, you know, you had a, see, you started out playing, right? You had dreams of make it pro, go big. Um, talk about your path, you know, as a ball player. My dad put the ball in my hands when I was two years old. They got me a Fisher Price gold for Christmas and I fell in love with the game then. My mom's from Chicago. She named me Jordan after Michael Jordan. Like everything just, it, Another it's, dunker. it's always been basketball. <laughs> like basketball's always been my first love besides art. Like those two have always been intertwined and just played basketball all the way up until eighth grade. Then I ended up transferring schools. I went to a more prestigious school in, in my community because my mom taught in the school system. And her being a teacher, she wanted me to get a better education. Now, as a kid, you like, I want to go to the school with all my friends and all this stuff. But you don't know that this school looks better on a college resume. They can help you get in certain other areas of life. But as a kid, you not even think about that. I just want to hoop and just do that. So eighth grade, trial for the team. I don't have a physical. My mom told me she put the physical on file. I don't have a physical. The whole trial failed, so I'm just training for a year. Going to ninth grade, coach tells me, hey, I want to put you on the team, but we have these spots for these people that's putting more to the PTA. Cool. Sophomore year, I was so Politics. out of it. Politics. 
Sophomore year, that put me in such a bad state as a kid that I messed my grades up my second half of my freshman year. And I'm going to summer school, couldn't try out my sophomore year. Junior year, I have a growth spurt. Now I'm about, I'm about 5'11", almost six foot. I've always been, like I was a shooter back then. I was just straight Reggie Miller before I could dunk. I was just straight Reggie, straight 3 Shout out Reggie. Reggie Miller, Tayshaun Prince. Like that's what everybody used to call me. I used to play defense and just shoot. Then once I got taller, I started developing my game. D Rose and Westbrook was in college. Over with, over with. I, I've been seeing D Rose since high school, but when he got like the college and the NBA, I was like, nah, like that's who I'm modeling my game after. The straight, straight slasher, straight, just downhill. And close again, you get, made the first cut, get to the second cut, you're good enough to make my team, but I got these spots for other people. You want to be the team manager? I walked straight to the, I walked out the gym, walked straight up, was, going, was waiting for my mom in the lobby to pick me up. And RIP Coach Friday, he was a football coach, but he also coached track and he was a PE coach. He said, you got too much talent to just let go to waste. Let me get you in track. Let me get you a scholarship. Keep working on your game. And if you want to play basketball, walk on your college team, if that's what you want to do. But he said, let me get you in the door. I did track my senior year. I mean, my junior year. I didn't take it serious my junior year. That's why I say senior year, because I didn't take it serious my junior year. I played basketball my whole life. You're not going to just tell me to just go do something else that I didn't want to do. If I was going to play any other sport, it's going to be baseball. So you're going to tell me to go to track. I'm like, no. It wasn't in your big picture, right? That's but, not what your dream was. God's plan is, is mysterious, and I look back at it now, doing a high jump, being out there doing an individual sport like track and being out there solo and competing like that prepared me for dunk contests. I've never been nervous for a dunk contest because I've been in that atmosphere where it's hundreds and thousands of people watching you at one time and everybody, all eyes are on you, and if you don't complete this jump, you don't win. You get three shots at it in track, just like in the dunk contest, you get three shots. So it's just all, that's always been in my head. So when people be like, yo, are you nervous when you do events and stuff like that? I'm like, no, like, like God has prepared me for this my whole life. And I just look back at it and thank him. Like I, I, had, I got put in those situations. Like I tell myself every day, I feel like I wouldn't be here where I'm at and have the level of success I do if I played basketball in high school. I feel like I still be tracing that NBA dream. I'll be trying to go overseas. I'll be at home trying to do little leagues and stuff and just trying to figure it out instead of being on the path that I'm supposed to be on. Right. So it all happened for a reason. Right, right, right. So how did the name One Foot God come to be? You know, so we know the path, but how did that name stick? We got to go through the history of my nicknames. <laughs> uh, my first ever dunk nickname was Flight, like Flight slash 2K. And this is before Terrence Ferguson that play, uh, used to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder, they started calling him 2K. But when I, I was at a gym called Fair Oaks and they was like, yo, when you jump, you just take flight. Like it looked like a video game. Mm -hmm. So some people start calling me 2K, some people start calling me flight, but flight stuck more. So when I worst got in, because Jordan Flight Sutherland, it just rolled off the tongue at first. So that's what we just went with. And then as I started to progress in the dunk game, I realized, there's a lot of flights like James Flight James White flight. already was the like he what had the, he had it off top like he had it then it was like it was guys overseas they were like white flight they were Ukraine flight it was just so many flights and I was like yo I have to separate myself so I changed it to just Jordan like it was just like literally from a show that was on Nickelodeon with little JJ called just Jordan so it was like my nickname was just just Jordan and then 
I was like, nah, no more nicknames. We're gonna dare the nicknames. Jordan Sutherland. And as I'm looking and seeing like where my page is going, how my brand deals are coming along, I'm like, it's nice, but it's not moving the way I think it should. Like I think my personality is not not hitting like like people should, should it should be hitting in people's radar. So I decided at the end of 2020 to revamp my page. Like I was thinking about it during the whole pandemic, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna revamp my page. I'm gonna rebrand myself. I had maybe seven, 800 videos, archived everything, started over. And I was on the phone with my brother, Jotty. And I'm like, yo, I need a name. Like I'm the one, I'm a one foot goat. Like what, like I'm, I'm the best one foot dunker in the world. I'm the best dunker in the world. Like what should it be? And he was like, yo, you like, you like, you, I like Dragon Ball Z, I like anime. So he was like, yo, I'm talking to him like, yo, you know, I got my hair like Super Saiyan God and stuff. He was like, yo, that's it, one foot God. Mm. And from I put it up, dropped the, put a, a dunk video up and everybody's like, yo, I didn't even notice the name change. His name is crazy. And it took a life of his own. I went to the park the next week and somebody was like, yo, you the one foot God? And I was like, yo. oh, snap. <laughs> and it took on his own life. Like I, I went to a fashion pop-up show yesterday in the city. I'm just chopping it up with the people. They don't even know it's me. They're like, yo, what you do for a living? I show them the dunks. Dude loses his mind. He's like, yo, you the one foot guy. My little brother send me your videos all the time. I got my hat on, so I took my hat off. He's in the hair. I'm like, yo, that's you. And it's like, yeah, like it really took a life on its own. Like that first ball up life video, we was at Red Bug in Orlando. I had 89,000 followers when I went to that. I went down to Florida for that trip with 91. I lost a thousand and some change going down there off just random. Ball is like posted that video. I got 45,000 followers in the next three days. Whoa. Within shout out Ball is Life. Shout out Ball is Life. Within the, within these these past two and a half months, I've gained, I think, over 80,000 followers. I got Drake following me, uh, Israel Adesanya, the UFC fighter, Paul Pierce, all these NBA guys, Matt Bar like it's so many people that just came to my page and it's a blessing because now people are getting to see me as more than a basketball player, like as more than a dunker. I put in all this work to make the dunks look so easy now that, or just make it easy now that the dunking part, that's easy to me. Now this is what I want people to see, like doing the podcast, doing the interviews, talking, hosting, like this right. is the side of me I want to get out there now, but you have to, I had to put in that groundwork and establish myself as a dunker so my resume speaks for itself so I don't have to prove myself on that side anymore. Yeah, right, so people want to get to know who Jordan Sutherland is yeah. the man behind the one foot guy. Cause you got to get to that certain status. Like right. You can't just be like you a rookie in the league. Everybody eyes on you. But if you don't start, if you stop performing, you're just gonna be that guy that just rides out. But right. if you got that superstar potential, people want to see that. They want to know how'd you get there? How'd you do this? How do you handle these certain situations? So you got to put yourself in that superstar lane to then be able to get your story out. Yeah, man. You know, here at buckets and breakdowns, we want to help do that. And being as though you got this video game bounce, man, let's get to the video games over here. Yes, sir. Let's, let's do a little little video game. And I want to talk about some of your video game history, man. Let's All right, let's do it. Here. Let's slide over here. Ah. Yeah, so, it's different uh, right here. So, man. Playing this video game. Yes, sir. I love playing video games. My favorite video game right now, NBA 2K, by my players going crazy. Yo, I had no idea that you were the man behind the dunk animation. Yes, sir, since 2016. Yes, sir. So who whose dunk packages uh, did you have to mimic or what kind of dunks did you have to do for NBA 2K? 
So as far as mimicking people's packages, I did Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, Russell Westbrook, Giannis, some one foot Kobe stuff. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of stuff for people, man. Like it was always fun, but like everybody always asked me what was my favorite to do. Definitely got to be between LeBron and uh, Russell Westbrook, especially because Russell, they let me do all the animation. So I got to do all the screams and kicks mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah, That's definitely, fire. definitely being rough, uh, doing Russell was crazy. That's um, fire. Then I had like, they let us freestyle. So I had like a lot of uber athletic one foot dunks. All that good stuff is me. So a lot of that one foot stuff is me. Like I had, uh, actually it was crazy because a dunk I did my second time going was uh, actually involved in the trailer for 2K21. With, uh, it was LeBron uh, transforming into Kobe doing my oh. dunk. So that was kind of crazy. Like that, that, that was like a thrill to see. And now coming up at the uh, 2K 2022, I just filmed a couple weeks ago. I got some crazy dunks. I can't tell y'all what I put in there, but I put some amazing dunks in there, some new stuff. And I actually have my own package this year. Thanks to the Ball is Life video and us posting, like he did all the 2K animations. They hit me back up at, and we just, we set some up and now I got my own dunk package. So again, shout out Ball is Life for reconnecting me with 2K. And like 2K22 is gonna be a movie. Like I can actually like have that screenshot. I'm gonna put it in my house when it drops it, like my name with the dunk package. So it's kids everywhere that will be able to download the Jordan Sutherland dunk package. Oh wait, so so you can, you're gonna have your name, yes. Jordan Sutherland. Yeah, Jordan so it's not Sutherland gonna be me doing there. dunks. Like I did dunks for other people, but it's gonna be the Jordan Sutherland dunk package in there. Oh yeah, so that's gonna I gotta be add to, that like, to my, yeah, that's my gonna, player. That's gonna be able that's for everybody's my, my player, for, for kids sure. to download. Like that's amazing, like that's, that's available for me like for my daughter to look at one day when she gets old enough to realize what's going on and what daddy does. That's awesome, man. I I, I play NBA 2K at night. Some of my buddies, Drew Gooden, uh, Quentin Richardson, my man Screechy Main, uh, Nate Robb. Nate, we Nate just followed me on the gram yesterday, yeah. crazy. We get on there, we go, we run fives. At one point I played with Kevin Durant one time, that was pretty dope. You know, he, I was the two, he was the one yeah. with the rest of the homies that were on there. And, and uh, he was actually passing the ball a lot to me. I was like, okay, KD, you can pass. <laughs> nah, so, I mean, you probably beat me in this, man. Let's go, let's go over here on this March Madness sports uh, commentating panel over here, man. Right. Let's, let's continue this interview All over right. there in this Nissan fan yeah. So, obviously, you made your name through Duncan online. I've been checking them out. They're crazy. Don't appreciate it. I mean, somebody needs to run the, the, the highlights real quick. Yeah, yeah, run all those, run the ball is life sessions right now. Put them, put them right here. <laughs> but man, one dunk that was crazy. We saw the Vince Carter put the whole arm in the rim. Vince Carter, Roddy Rich, right? You put in two arms in the rim. Yo, how do you even come to that kind of creativity and then have the ability, audacity to even challenge that? and creativity to actually make it happen. So the funny story about that dunk is it was an accident. The first time I ever did it was in 2016. And when people were telling me to do the arm in the rim, they said, if you didn't want it to hurt, go up with two hands and dip one arm in. So I went up with two and I panicked and I just ended up putting both arms in like that. And from that point on, that just became my dunk. Like I was like, I've never seen nobody do this. Like somebody had did it before me, but nobody did it off one foot. So I was just like, yo, nobody off one foot puts their arm in the rim like this. And like nobody's supposed to do that. Like 
your momentum is supposed to take you out. And I was like, yo, this is a dunk special to me. And I've been doing it ever since. Like, it is one of my favorite dunks to do, and it's so easy to me. Man, that's so fire. It seemed like a lot of them are so easy to you. Matter of fact, there was another one I saw, you jumping over somebody. Right, they're holding the ball, you grab it, and I think you went left Oh, you talking when I scoop it? Yeah, scoop yeah. right hand. Bro, like, it looked like you defined gravity, man. Like, you really just have wings on your back that nobody can see, man. Break that down, man. A lot of hard work, man. It's like a lot of, like, I tell kids all the time, if you actually want to jump higher, one of the things you have to do is actually keep jumping. Like, I learned how to jump early. Like, from an early age, I just knew how to jump, so, have already having those skills from playing ball when it came to me doing my dunk career i was like all right now you just got to get the hand speed of these dunks because that was always something i lacked in basketball that i can be honest about like i was always not the best handler so once i started doing more ball handling drills and just doing more stuff to get up my hand speed like i did a lot of stuff with medicine balls uh, it's a michael jordan drill i remember seeing it i forgot what which movie it was he's going around the back between the legs doing all that stuff so i started doing that with a medicine ball and that's how between the legs and all those dunks became easy to me and then once I started doing that I just learned the science of how to do certain stuff and dunks and where to jump from like it just it just, it just clicked and it's like certain dunks once I do it one time it's like riding a bike that dunk is gonna be in my head forever like I know how to do it every time wow. so it took it took a long time it took like a, a smooth even out of my seven year career it took five years just to get to that level of comfortability and consistency. And now that's why I consider myself the one foot God because when I, I can come into any show in any environment, you need me to do 20 dunks, I'm gonna give you 20 dunks. I'm gonna knock it out. You need me to do a music video, you need 40 dunks, and you need this dunk done 15 times back to back, I'm gonna give it to you 15 times back to back. Cause I pride myself on being professional. Yeah, professionalism, I pride myself on that. So you also did this dunk I saw where you you dunked it behind your back but look my shoulder can only go about this far i know most of human beings can only go about this far but your arm went away over there and you dunked it without even looking at the rim behind you how why where when for me so shout out to uh <laughs> shout out to jordan kilgannon because that's his dunk the scorpion but for me i feel like there's no dunk in this world i can't do like i feel like i i don't I'll never hold myself back to say I can't do a dunk. Like it's always been times where people be like, one foot dunkers can't do this dunk because it's only for two foot. Like, like the arm in the rim. That was when I seen Vince Carter do it. Nobody was like, yo, you can do that off one foot. If you jump off one foot, everybody like, thought it was distance. Like when you see Michael Jordan jump off one foot, it was distance. When you see Sean Kemp do one foot, is he cock it all the way back here? When you seen two footers, they were doing 360s and windmills off the backboard. And Vince Carter did the arm and the run between the legs, and Jay Rich did the between the legs 360 and all that stuff. So it was like, until Zach Levine, like one footers really didn't get credit as being able to do the crazier trick dunks. Like only dunk Michael Jordan got credit for doing off one was the free throw line. Yeah. Everything else was off two foot. Yeah. So it was just like, yo, I felt like we can do everything they can do, if not crazier, because we could get more distance. So imagine Vince Carter's bounce between the legs. Yeah, that was crazy. But imagine if I do that from the free throw line. Ooh, please. That's how, that's, that's how I always felt about it. Like that's how I always felt. I'm like, yo, it looks like one foot dunks look crazier sometimes than two foot dunks because of my, like how you can get that style. Like two foot, you can go straight up and you can get that power. But one foot, I can kick my legs. I get my flare. Like you see my logo, like I can get that oh, foot yeah. cocked back, like all that good stuff. So like, it's, it's all part of it. That's why I chose to be a one foot dunker. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So like, I was going to ask you, so you, you have the, 
like I say, that shoulder where you can bring it all the way back. We all know LeBron has his signature in the breakaway, he does it. But you bring it like all the way from the bottom of the earth, a little bit different. From the back of the hill. And I'm looking at your logo. Yeah, it's straight from right the back. Now. It's it. It's crazy. This is a picture from a Jordan shoot. And I've, this is my, like, I've done this dunk like it's my signature. But this picture came out perfect, like the way my, my hand, if you look at the actual picture, my, like, it looks like my hand is perfectly placed on my foot. Like, my yeah. foot is at a 90-degree angle. Like, it's perfect. Like You're every, setting it on a tray. It's almost like, like grabbing it for, like, yeah. an hors d'oeuvre. Like, I grabbed it off my foot. Like, it, <laughs> everything went perfect, and I was like, yeah, that's my signature. Because that's always been my signature. My first viral dunk was a Sean Kemp dunk. Mm. Where my foot, my foot actually kicked, I kicked myself in the back when I did the dunk. Oh, and, like, that was my first viral dunk ever. Like, that's when Ball is Life first seen me, and they posted it and all that stuff. So, like... That was my first ever viral dunk, and that's been my signature ever since. Like, no matter what crazy dunks I do, all the scorpions and between the legs and all that, when they they like, yo, we gonna wanna see that LeBron yeah. one time, every time, yeah. we gonna wanna see that signature. It's so funny you brought up Sean Kemp because I have a theory. I think some of the best lobs of all time have been from bad passes. Let me tell y'all something on camera. The best lobs ever caught on camera was from the worst passes ever thrown in history. The higher and wider and dumber somebody throws the pass, the crazier it looks if the person actually can finish it. Like, like when um, an All-Star game, when Steph Curry bounced the ball over the top of the backboard and Giannis caught it. If he bounced it just to the rim and Giannis did a regular dunk, it wouldn't look this crazy. The fact that he bounced it to the top of the backboard and Giannis caught it from the top of the square, that's crazy. Uh, everybody remembers Vince Carter's lob, where dude caught it two hands, threw it like this. He came through tomahawk. Like, if that pass was any better, it wouldn't have looked the same. Yeah. So, like, terrible passes make the best dunks, I, I promise you. I, I, you know, no disrespect to Gary Payton, because Sean had some incredible alley-oops. But Gary, you know what you was doing. Gary gonna see it. Gary Payne, you know what you was doing. Hey, but, but we love you, GP, and we want you on Buckets and Breakdowns. You know, you're my guy, but you know, appreciate some of those uh, bad passes that look great. That Kemp had to go go one to two hands, cock it over here, dunk on somebody with the ah, ah, yeah. Who, so who is one of your favorite dunkers growing up? Who, who is, who do you feel like, here's a better question. Who do you feel like you would need to go against in the dunk contest to be considered the GOAT? Well, of course, right now I gotta go, like everybody gonna say Zach Levine, like one foot versus one foot. Like, I have to go head to head with Zach Levine. If I could go against anybody, um, I put myself in a dunk contest. I think it's like four or five participants. So it'd be me, MJ, Dominique, Vince, and Sean. No, Dr. J. Oh, yeah. Dr. Dr. J. J. Dr. The Dr. J. Because Michael Jordan is the first person that made me want to dunk. Uh, it was the Come Fly With Me DVD. Oh yeah, like, I had I, like that. seeing the cover, him with the, with the Jordan threes on the white cements, like yep. with the Bulls, with the Bulls banners in the background. Like I had that poster in my room too. Like that was it. Like that was like my falling in love with basketball, my falling in love with Duncan. Like I was like, yo, I want to play like that. Like I always wanted to play like Jordan. Like I always wanted to play aggressive. I always wanted to dunk on somebody. I always wanted to do the crazy layups. Like that's just always what I wanted to do. That's fire. Like, from day man. one. That's and then um, before I could dunk. My dad showed me George Gervin. That's how I got my uh, one of my other nicknames, Baby Iceman. Mm. I used to always do finger rolls, and that's how I ended up going finger roll to dunk. Cause I just always, I got comfortable doing finger rolls from each side and doing with the left. Cause my dad used to, he used to bust my.
with his left hand only. Uh -huh. Left hand only. And I used to get so mad as a kid, <laughs> but he helped me just work on those skills. I had that same problem with my pops. And he helped <laughs> me work like on I those skills, college. man. And then it, it works to this day. Like my dad still to this day, when I do my dunks, like I was doing all right hand. He was like, yo, do some dunks with your left. What is you doing? And then I started doing some stuff with the left. And that's how I got my scorpions and all them, some of my crazy dunks. It's just. And he, I was like, yo, so he's, he's still on my case. Like, my dad on my case to this day. Yeah, Always. man. So, like, what are some of the challenges? What's more challenging, the through the legs or behind the back? What's more of a, are they about the same? Like, for me, they about I the same. Know. For me, just for <laughs> me personally, they're about the same right now because I put in that work to make it as easy. Like, between the legs, it's always going to be easy as dunk. Like you can see, that's why you see seven foot guys, they can barely get off the ground and go between the legs off one foot, like it's nothing. But the most difficult, like consistently, is probably the under both legs. Like, like you, like that's something like that I pri I'm, I'm proud to say I can make that dunk consistently because that's not easy. Mm. To go under both legs, like as most people would call it Aaron Gordon style. Shout out to Justin Darlington because he actually invented it, but Aaron Gordon put it on the map, so we always thanked him for that. Mm. So yeah, like that style, that under both, nobody was doing that off one foot like that, so. Yeah, I got an idea, man. I feel like the next dunk contest they have in the league, they may need to have some player development dunk coaches involved, right? Like, you, you got your, your Phil Handys that work on the skill development. They do. It's just the dunk. You don't have enough time to work on the dunk contest. You in mid-season. You, you get that weekend to work on your dunk. There could be some Zoom calls. There could be some like, yo, I'm going to go live happens. while I'm in hey, the... I think it does happen, but like as a professional dunker, I know how much goes into me just dunking. So I could only imagine doing like being on a full season and trying to do this at the same time. Like. I've done it like playing uh, ABA ball and what like that with the professional dunk. It's rough because you got your workouts you try to do, but you have to get in your dunk sessions, you got to get in your dunk practice, your regular practice. Like while I'm at home, I still do basketball training. So I got training and I still got to do my dunk videos and I still got all this stuff and like it's tough. So I can only imagine try, like if anybody really tried to focus on like getting those dunks ready, like even if you just took 10 minutes after every practice, like it's gonna start wearing down in your body because once you miss a dunk, like everybody got pride. It's like being a shooter. If you miss three threes in a row, you're gonna shoot till you make that three in a row and then some more. Exactly. You're gonna shoot. So as a dunker, it's times where we got, we know our body's been done, but it's one dunk left we gotta make. So we are gonna be in another 30 minutes or however long it takes until we make it until our body just can't go no more. So I can only imagine trying to do that and hoop at the same time on that level. Yeah, I hear you, man. It seems like a, a real challenge and a lot of work. And, and a lot of people just see the, the glitz, the glamour of it, the, the, the highlights, but they never get to see the low lights. They never get to see the grind behind the camera. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to be a dunk, to do a dunk contest, because I say this, it's no offense to anybody of the old era, but after Vince Carter, the, the bar got set higher every year. Like when your only pressure in a dunk contest was to make a one-hander or free throw and do a windmill, that's not a lot of pressure. Like when Jordan and Dominique had that, like that was the only pressure. Like just make your windmill, make your one-hander. You'll be good. Then when you got guys now doing under both legs, jumping over people, doing 360 scoops. Like when Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine did that contest, that was the entrance to the new era. And 
I don't think the NBA welcomed that era well enough like with the judges they picked and how they set up the dunk contest and how they gave them time to prepare for it. I don't think they, they, they catered to that properly for them to have the best dunk contest that they can have. Right, right. So look, bro, we're going to go ahead and step over to the Fan Cave VIP locker room locker as we walk room. through this Nissan Fan Cave. Let's go take a stroll. I got a couple questions yes, before we get out of here. One, who do you want to dunk on? Who? Hey, I know he gonna see this. I know he gonna see this. I'll follow him. Like he, I've been, I did a lot of events with him. I did Dunk King with him. But Shaq, oh, Shaq, Shaq. E everybody gotta catch Shaq, Diesel. bro. Like if, if if I had to catch somebody from the past, Shaq off top. If I had to catch somebody from today's league, I need Giannis. I need Giannis or LeBron on a poster. I need Bron on the poster. You don't catch Bron too often. I need to hit Bron with the Bron like that. I'll be, I'll be good. If I had your bounce. I would want to dunk on Joel Embiid. Hey, he talking. Yeah, I get Joel just for my boy Russell. That's the I get Joel just off the strength of Russell Westbrook alone. Shaq, you better have a helmet because he gonna foul the shit out of you. <laughs> just so you Shaq know might give you a clothesline. He not feeling it. Yeah, no, nah, he not going for it. Um, so another part of your dunking, he mentioned it earlier, is your showmanship. How important is that? Like you have so much energy, so much swag, and I always feel like you could get an extra point in a, in a dunk contest just by how you come out, your approach, how you celebrate after dunk. Talk about your showmanship, man. It's definitely a major part of what we do in this dunk world because I remember doing my first contest, I do a dunk and it may not have been the best dunk, but I didn't get as hype as I usually would. It didn't have that energy to it. And Daryl Dawkins put me to the side. He was like, hey, I don't care whether you thought that was your best dunk or your worst dunk. After you dunk it, make the people feel like that was the greatest thing they ever seen in their life. And another guy by the name of Rudy Clemens, he taught me about my style. So every time I dunk, the look away from the rim, do like a superhero landing when I dunk, like just to make it look like, like make it look like it's superhuman. Like I, I'm a normal person, but I make it look like it's superhuman feats being dunked. Cause that's what people want to see when they see somebody dunk. They want to see somebody jump high. They want to see somebody dunk it hard. So they want to see that style. They want to see that flair. So I just put everything together. And then I always been silly. Like my mama always told me I've been silly. She, I always been goofy. So she was like, boy, if somebody put a camera on you, you just, you ain't going to stop. And then when the dunking happened, the personality just blended in and it just the entertainment value just came in place. And you just being yourself. Myself, that's just me being me 24 seven. Hey, so I want to thank you for jumping on Buckets My and Breakdowns. God, yes sir, shout out to My Buckets man, and Breakdowns, we here. Jordan Sutherland, AKA the one foot guy. Man, tell them where they can follow you, man. Where shout they can out Ball in Life, man. You can follow me on all social media. That's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at One Foot God. That's the number one F O O T G O D. Follow me at One Foot God right now, man. Appreciate y'all. Hey, yeah, man. And I'm about to go see some more dunks that you got, man, live and in person. But you know, I'm following you, man, and I'm supporting you, man. Stay at it, man. Yes, Keep doing some good dunks. Yes, sir. Woo!